Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was, where today, if you're in the health, wellness, and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast. Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being. The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. Today we are speaking with Sabrina Fritz. She shares the profound nature of block therapy as a healing modality. We discuss everything from what started her journey to the impact it had on her ability to take charge of her life amidst chaos, to how she was able to release trauma and gain personal empowerment. We are so excited to dive more into the topic of trauma next week on our free Block Therapy Trauma Relief Summit. We have put together a group of incredible experts and speakers with a diverse set of skills on releasing trauma from the body and mind. You don't want to miss it. To learn more or register for the summit, visit blocktherapy.com forward slash trauma dash relief dash summit or find the link in the description of this episode. So sit back and relax and enjoy this podcast. Our special guest today, Sabrina Fritz our block therapy instructor who has an absolutely incredible journey and story to share as well as what she's doing to help people all over the world. So Sabrina, I'm just going to pass it over to you right now and I can't wait to hear your story. Well, thank you, Deanna and Quinn. I'm so excited to be a guest today with you. And boy, I tell you, it's been a journey. I'm going to go back to a little bit of my history. Um, I used to be in mainstream corporate America as a human resources manager And so I was that benefits administrator. I was the one that was doing the annual enrollment, ensuring everyone got on health insurance and and took care of their health and having that annual preventive maintenance, you know, go to the doctor once a year. And that was really what I was programmed and uh, the belief that I had that was important. And so anytime that I had an issue, even if it was a... um, emotional or mental issue, I would go to my MD. And usually that meant a prescription. I would leave with some sort of prescription. And, you know, even when I was back in the day and depressed um, because I was drinking too much, I was in an abusive marriage, I was put on Prozac. And the combination, because I didn't stop drinking, was not a good mix. And I at least still had the cognitive awareness to know that this was not something that was valuable for me. And I was able then at that time to stop drinking and work on myself and finally get the strength and the courage to leave that toxic relationship a couple years later. And when um, I was continuing on this path, 
I had gotten remarried. I was really happy at that, that level in that, that relationship, had a new child. So I had three children at that point. And then I found myself one day being forced off of our mountain highway. And I had my two daughters in the car at the time, and I knew I couldn't stop this accident from occurring. And so I called upon my angels um, to help us protect to help protect us. And I just said, help us get through this, help us get through this, help us get through this. And they did. When we rolled over and ended up on all four tires, we were virtually uninjured. And the semi truck driver that stopped to let me know that the police were on the way thought I had lost my mind when I said, our angel saved us. <laughs> and I had no doubt in that mind, something shifted, something changed. And after that accident, I was given a list of things to do, which is a whole nother story. But ultimately, what ended up happening from that event was I was led to become trained in a specific healing modality. And everything at that point, with my awareness, my consciousness, really shifted. And I could see a bigger picture. And I was reminded that the body has the innate intelligence to heal itself. And that was huge. And so then as I was helping others and healing others, I was healing myself on this journey. And it ended up that I became one of 21 associate instruct instructors in the world, traveling around this planet, teaching others how to do this work and even children. And I loved it, was very passionate about it. And unfortunately, there came a time when I realized that the philosophy taught from stage was not the same way that the organization was being run. And it was creating a little bit of a discord in my personal integrity to keep showing up, knowing what was happening behind the curtains, you know, and that's what happens when we peek behind the curtains, we see a bigger picture and it's not always what we anticipated it to be. And so at that time I made a very difficult decision um, to leave that organization. And one of the things at that time, you know, I'd already left my corporate position. And that was the biggest thing was because I was um, the benefit provider of our family. My husband is self-employed. He owns his own business. And it took me a very long time to incremental, incrementally change my beliefs around health and wellness and the role that medical providers played. And so as I knew I wanted to leave my corporate position, I had to change the beliefs that I had in order to align to that. And that invitation came one day when I was in the office and because I had created the work from home um, schedule working only four days a week in the office one. And the day I was in the office, my, um, the CFO let me know that the CEO wanted me back in full time. And allegedly I was a bad influence on the other employees because they wanted what I had, and I was pushing for that. I wanted this male-dominated civil engineering land surveying firm to have flexible work schedules. I recognized the productivity that increased and the morale and how beneficial that was. Um, but I was a little bit of a rebel rouser and I didn't quite fit in there anymore. And I definitely knew I didn't want to drive an hour each way from my mountaintop into the tech center to work. And so I looked at that as my invitation to leave, and I did, and ultimately have been supported since. And so as I left this organization that I was working for after that in this healing realm, I hid on my mountaintop for a couple of years, um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And one of the things I was doing was homeschooling my youngest daughter, which that was one of those items on that list from the rollover accident I had that I would be homeschooling. 
And when I was approached then by a woman that I knew um, in the PR field out in LA who was starting a new branch for her organization on booking conscious and transformational speakers. And I knew it was a stepping stone. I knew I needed to get back out there, connect with other people, stop hiding, um, and figure out, you know, what the next steps were going to be for me. So I accepted that position knowing ultimately I was going to be meeting people that would be beneficial for my future. And I did. <laughs> I ended up um, meeting two specific people from that time that are still influencing my life at this time. And um, one of them was a client and another one was Deanna when she was introduced to me. Um, by somebody representing you at the time and she reached out and thought you might be a good client for me and Although I didn't have that platform at the time to reach the body workers and to really grow your business I was intrigued by what she was sharing about block therapy and the fact that there's this 2,000 pound force per square inch with scar tissue injuries the frozen fascia I had two C-sections in my past, and so I had a lot of thick, dense abdominal tissue that I wanted to work on. And honestly, that's, that was the, the biggest thing that drew me to this work, and that was, that's a big testimony to the life that I was living at that point of having better health. Um, by that point, I had already not had any medical needs or reason for medical care for 10 years, um, and I'm very fortunate about that. And again, the beliefs and the thoughts my cells are listening. But yes, I wanted to, you know, work on my physical alignment because I was always really, I was doing the coaching, the living in alignment coaching with your mental, your emotional, change your beliefs, you know, have your spiritual life be in balance with all those other things. And the physical, I was definitely working on drinking lots of water, proper nutrition, but I wasn't really addressing the physical alignment, my skeletal alignment and things like that. I wasn't really consciously aware of how I needed to adjust that until I learned about block therapy. So when I started this practice, I brought it into uh, my home. And, you know, I, at the time it was a DVD. <laughs> you know, none of this was available online. I just love what's available now. And I, would, I went through the DVD, the intro DVD, and I had the positions down. And I just did what was recommended, you know, 15 minutes a day. That's all you have. And so I would do 15 minutes a day, self-guided, just work with it. And was definitely noticing changes and became a fan. I was telling people about it. They thought I was a little crazy, of course, you know. How are they going to release pain with a wooden block, you know. But it didn't stop me from sharing. And... When I ended up, after I left the organization um, of booking speaking engagements after about a year, one of the clients I had there approached me and asked me to work for him specifically and exclusively as his executive director. And I liked the work that he had available and the transformational aspect that it was doing for others. And there was definitely a healing aspect to it. So that was important to me. And I said yes and started working with him. Um, which was wonderful because, again, I was working remote from my mountaintop, which I love working from home. Helped grow his business, um, connected him with some people that were very influential in growing that business, and really enjoyed it until I got to a point where I recognized I wasn't being paid according to our agreement. I wasn't being paid correctly. And when I realized that, I brought it to his attention, and it kept getting postponed, the discussion to address that. 
kept getting postponed, which was a little upsetting considering everything that I had put in and invested into this organization to help grow it. But I also was having a hard time really speaking up for myself and, and owning my own value. And so I let it go for a while. And then the first of the year came in 2018 and it had been about five weeks at that point. I brought this to his awareness and I had this realization like silly me, shame on me. I keep showing up. I'm doing the work. Why, you know, am I doing this if I'm not getting paid correctly? And so I decided at that time to stop providing services until we worked out that. And he agreed that that was, you know, we should meet in a couple days. And, but by that time, the energetic release that took place after I stopped providing services was palpable enough to know that I was not supposed to go back and work with him again, that it was not, a, it was a toxic relationship. And then I was having this awareness that the, the types of relationships I was involved in historically in intimate partner relationships were abusive before my current husband. I just want to be clear. I've been married for over 20 years. He's a good guy. Okay. Not talking about him, but I had shifted from the bedroom to the boardroom with these type of, you know, what would be considered almost a codependent type relationship. And um, a lot of people refer to it as a narcissistic and empath, a narcissist and empath type relationship. And I really wanted to figure out why I was still attracting this. And so, of course, I turned to my block um, as my therapist <laughs> and dove deeper into a, a, a more um, a higher intensive daily practice. So my 15 minute a day self-guided went into the membership site doing 30 minutes minimum a day. And that's when I really started noticing not just the shift in the physical body, but my um, emotional and intellectual states. I wasn't feeling so victimized by the world anymore or the, the place that I was at. And ultimately what had happened with that business dispute with this particular person is he filed a six-figure lawsuit against me. And that was very challenging. And that case, that lawsuit came after he tried to coerce me into signing a different contract, which was even more restrictive than the contract we had in place. And I don't take too kindly to threats. And so I just ignored it. And he filed the lawsuit. And when I couldn't find um, an attorney in his jurisdiction that didn't have a um, conflict of interest or the caseload to support it, I went ahead and did a crash course, online course, on how to win in court without a lawyer. I figured nobody is going to be able to represent my case or myself at the same level I would be able to. And I did. I took on that endeavor of representing myself pro se against a man who tends to use the legal system, the litigation system, to um, exert power and control over people. And emotionally, it was very, very challenging, extremely stressful during that time I was losing sleep. And then that's why I really dove deeper into my block practice. I needed that um, support. And when I was recognizing was not only was it helping me to deal with the current trauma that I was being um, subjected to and experiencing, I was releasing some of the past trauma that had been stored from those other abusive relationships. And that was extremely liberating for me and very exciting for me. And as someone who wants to help remind other people that their body has the innate intelligence to heal itself, I then realized 
I need to become an instructor. And I remember sharing with my husband, it's like, if he ever pays me this money he owes me, I'm going to invest in Block Therapy University. And he's like, well, how much is it? <laughs> and so I told him, well, $2,500. He's like, well, you can do that. I'll, I'll get you in there. You could go do that. And so that's how it started in last September, September 2019 is when I came out to um, Canada and was able to start the Block Therapy University at that time. And I had a goal that I wanted to be um, certified by the end of the year. That was important for me to start 2020 with that certification. And I met that goal. And um, as I was starting getting ready to actually do in-person classes, of course, things started shifting with our world and um, where we are currently in the state of lockdown and isolation at home and things like that. So it worked out well that I could start teaching people remotely through Zoom. But one of the other things that happened during that lawsuit time was that um, I went ahead and acted on that inner nudging I had been receiving of becoming a volunteer. We have a local nonprofit in my mountain community in Conifer, Colorado, called PeaceWorks that basically serves survivors of intimate partner domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. And I wanted to volunteer on the crisis line. I took the training to do that. And I wasn't getting enough action, so to speak, <laughs> on the um, hotline, it seemed like. I, I, wasn't at a, I wasn't scheduled at a time where there was a lot of calls coming in. And so when the um, opportunity arose to have a part-time on-site advocate for their safe shelter, I went ahead and jumped at it knowing that it was continuing to help me address my past and heal and move forward from that trauma and that I could help others do the same. And so for the past little over a year now, I've been doing that on site. And I can tell you that when you're an advocate, um, it's a calling. It's not something I don't think you just choose to do. Like you're looking at your college little curriculum and go, oh yes, I want to be a victim advocate. <laughs> it's usually some sort of inner, um, well, personal experience a lot of times that one that causes you to to want to help others. And in doing so though, to be an advocate, it is extremely stressful. And there's the this thing known as vicarious trauma, the secondary trauma. Trauma occurs not only from experiencing it yourself, but witnessing an event that happens to somebody else, or even hearing about that event. And so it's very common in the advocate field to burn out very quickly especially if you don't have a dedicated self-care program. And so I really feel like I've been able to show up in my advocacy work at the level that I am and to assist others because I definitely always put the oxygen mask on first. And that means every morning after, you know, I have my little daily meditation I read and I focus on and then I'm on the block. And that is so important because again, it's that combination, that meditation exercise and therapy in one. And for me, always busy, 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 you know, have a lot of demand on my time. This really, I feel like turbocharges my self-care practice. And without it, I would not be able to do the advocacy work. Now, fortunately, PeaceWorks is um, 
open and wanting to really help the residents. You know, it's a short-term emergency shelter. So it's not like we have a year to work with somebody to really dive into all these levels of um, trauma and, and experiences that they've had in their life and the patterns that are repeating. You know, we have a short time to work with them. And so for me, one of the things that I realized was, you know, I can always connect my clients to their diaphragmatic breath. And I had always been telling people three deep breaths, just three cleansing breaths, always go to the three cleansing breaths, but I never defined what those cleansing breaths were. And I didn't really know them until I learned them from Deanna and that diaphragmatic breath, the breathing in and out through the nose, activating the prana nice and slowly, the belly breath, you know, that is something I can give my clients. And what I tell them when I'm doing it, it's available to you 24 seven free of charge. Because most people come in, they've been financially traumatized and abused as well. They don't have a lot of resources necessarily. They're looking for housing, all these things. So what can I give them that they can walk away with that is a tool that they can access for the rest of their life? And it has been a game changer. I've had people tell me it's life-changing by just having that only. But one of the beautiful things here with the current lockdown orders that we've been under in the state safer at home now and all that we're doing remote advocacy. And so we've been, I've been able to teach block therapy, um, got a few blocks at the shelter for them to use remotely. And that just started, I want to say about a month ago now. And already the impact that it's making on people, they're getting addicted to it. They're not just doing the one, class I have once a week for the residents. They're copying in on the other ones I have as well. <laughs> they want to get there. They're taking the block with them to work in the car. You know, they're putting it underneath their legs. They're, they're, it's becoming a lifestyle. And one of um, the residents, I mean, she's just really taken to it. And one of the things that she said to me the other day, is just like, since block, doing block therapy, it's like rays exerting out from her body, just lining up new pathways and areas that she can go and grow. And, you know, it's just, that's what lights me up when other people connect to their own inner power and their own strength because i don't want people to look at me like i need her to help me i want them to be able to help themselves because that's where the real power is when they can turn within they can access that power everything is possible and i just love that this is just another way that i can show people that they can do it for themselves Wow, Sabrina, I am so appreciative of you sharing your story. One of the, one of the more challenging things for, for Quinn and I, for all of us really, as instructors is to really identify the profound life-altering benefits of lying on this piece of wood, right? It seems like, it, it just seems too good to be true when you hear other people's stories and, you know, some people are going to be coming to the process because of physical pain. Some people might be from anxiety. Some people might want weight loss, anti-aging, whatever the reason they get there. What your story has shared is the absolute full, full effect of creating that space between your cells so that we can listen to what those cells that are deeper than what we are consciously aware of are saying. And it, it embraces every aspect of life. And in, in 20 minutes, <laughs> you kind of clarified the whole story. So that was amazing. I, I just thank you so much. And, and you and I have both shared some very common history by the sounds of it with uh, 
you know, our ways of hiding from life and um, the relationships that weren't um, best for us to thrive in the world. And for me as well, it was this process um, that allowed me to move through those scary, murky times in my life and see that clear path. And, and that's really what that space is all about. It's putting that space back. It gives us that ability to see with that clear vision and even go back into past memories and understand those experiences from a different perspective so that we can change that pattern of thinking around it and get those negative habits out of our body and our life. So um, thank you so much for being so open and uh, sharing some really difficult stuff that you've been through. That's, that's really, in my opinion, what, what the world needs is for us to not feel embarrassed or shamed or judged. Um, and you've just done that so beautifully. So um, I commend you on that. Thank you so much. Mm. Quinn, is there any, any comments from everybody that uh, you'd like to share there? We got a, a few comments. This is a great one from Coral. What a blessing to your clients you are, Sabrina. Changing lives one breath, one block at a time. So wonderful. And yeah, that's, again, like such an empowering conversation because people don't talk about this as much as they should. And to be able to self-heal, which is so empowering, is that that's, that's the new world with block therapy is everything is self-healing from whatever it is if it is changing your size and shape to chronic pain to ptsd to trauma because i've experienced ptsd um to a, a pretty intense extent and it wasn't necessarily me that was um in that position but i i watched it i i saw a very severe car accident where i unfortunately saw somebody um, pass away and it was very traumatizing because like I thought I was also tough but to see that in person happening and to literally it was like oh that really took me back and that just kept on replaying in my mind over and over for it for the first time it was it was for the weekend it was on the it was on the highway going to the lake so it was that weekend and then I'm like okay I think like kind of getting this out. And then a week later, it would start replaying, replaying, replaying. A month later, a month later, it would replay, replay, replay. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is crazy. And then I would have like freakouts because I didn't really know what was happening. And it was so terrifying because I'm like, that could have happened to anybody. That could have happened to my mom. That could have happened to Deanna. And I know this is such a weird conversation right now because, but it's like so true and so terrifying in the moment but the one thing that can get you out of that replay 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 is to actually find it deep within yourselves as we talk about and breathe and exhale that out and that's what has helped me and of course talking to Deanna Deanna's helped me with probably almost every issue in my life but um Deanna and the combination of blocking has got me out of that PTSD and um it's all about still looking at the bright side of things because there's always a silver lining in pretty well any trauma um, or experience you have. And I know it can seem like the last thing you want to look at, but once you get to that other side, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, so I again can really experience what that's like. And for me, it was diving deep in the psoas 
And they even mention the psoas is the muscle of the soul. Some people will mention that. And um, that is what got me out of that replay mode, that negative thinking. And again, like I never think about it anymore. It's great. And if I do, I don't think of the negativity of it. I try to think of the positive side of things. And that's great. And you bring up a, an excellent point. That's the thing. It does, the tape keeps replaying because it's trapped at a cellular level within our body. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you can get to the point where you could tell the story without having the emotional or trauma informed response, then that's what's so important because, you know, that's a lot of times what I'm seeing happening um, with my clients in the shelter is, you know, they'll have, something gets said. And it triggers that response again. It's like they're right back into Mm. that event that has caused so much trauma and until they can break that cycle. And it does come as simply as exhaling it out of your body. It sounds so simple that it can't be true, but it really is. And so again, when I was guided to block therapy, my C-section scarring, that was my big draw, you know? And when I was working that area, what happened was my rib cage was lifting up. I got the relief from my neck, my chronic neck and shoulder pain because of that forward rotational collapse neck there. That was huge. And that was something I just thought would be lifelong for me because the rollover wasn't my first accident. The universe likes to wake up my um, energy. And the first time I was dragged by a car when I was 15, I came a quarter inch away from breaking my neck. And so, yes, I've got a lot of scar tissue and damage in here as well that I needed to address. But, you know, that's the thing. People, however they find the block, if it's from pain, um, wanting, you know, to change their size and shape. Um, I love, of course, anything that brings the, um, when we pull the past out from our current state, it allows us to tap into that youth and that vitality. Mm. And, you know, I don't, my, my game plan for life is happy, healthy, happy, healthy, happy, healthy, dead. I'm not going to do this whole deterioration stuff that people are buying into because again, that's just a belief and your body and your cells, I call them, they're, they're amazing eavesdroppers. They're always listening. <laughs> so what do you want them to hear? You know, you got to be very careful where your thoughts and your beliefs are to make sure that you're feeding your cells, not just proper nutrition and exhaling all the waste out of the body, but also good ideas, good thoughts, good beliefs that they can also thrive with. One of the things I learned when I was going through the Iyengar uh, teacher training program, I didn't follow through with the, the teaching of that, but I went pretty much the full distance. And then, you know, my life changed with block therapy, but is that we are born into this lifetime with a signature posture. And the goal of this lifetime is to break through that signature posture. And the way that I understand it is our signature posture is based in how our diaphragm works. Because wherever we're contracted in the diaphragm, that is the muscle that is going to be sending the oxygen to all of the cells in the body. So if we have compression over on one side and the diaphragm isn't able to actively send the oxygen equally to all sides of the body, there's going to be areas in the body that are blocked from flow. And that will be um, everything from like the physical body and the manifestations of something like say a bunion on your foot. They travel through families, like all these genetic predispositions. So I love that you mentioned that, that um, belief of what aging is because it's exactly that. If we, if we look at our families and we say, oh, I've got my mother's uh, traits, I'm gonna 
age just like her and we feel that we don't have any ability to change that or to make different decisions, um, I'm here to share that we absolutely do. And it really does come through releasing those adhesions and getting that muscle inside of us to pump properly so we can feed every cell. And then what's beautiful is it to change our history, our cellular history, and create unique opportunities and potentials in every single moment going forward, rather than getting trapped into that cycle of thinking that ultimately gets sealed and stuck in those layers of the binding fascia. As we open and release them, now we can create a different dialogue with ourselves and ourselves, so that we can move forward and become the humans that we strive to be. And we're not stuck into an idea of what our life was supposed to be. So that was, that was great. Thank you so much for that. Anything more, Quinn, before I, uh, we move on and I ask Sabrina some more questions? <laughs> so far, no, but I, I think people are really enjoying this conversation. So again, that was such an incredible uh, topic there, but yeah, we can, we can move on. All right. Well, and Sabrina, I know that you're working again uh, directly with, with some people. Um, do you have any experiences that you'd like to share that have been really profound for you working with people directly? Well, somebody who actually started the virtual classes before she could invest in the block buddy was using, you know, a smaller hardback book and a rolled up towel. And she attended a few classes and grew a half an inch, you know, just from proper alignment in a very short period of time, you know. And so, yes, there's really no limit. Um, I have people coming with specific um, fibromyalgia, different things like that. So we just work the areas that really need the, that attention. I don't feel like there's really any limitation, only the ones that we impose on ourselves. And to me, it, if you invest in yourself, the, 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 pay, the return of investment is exponential. You know, even just the, so I just tell people five minutes a day on the block, on the belly position. If that's all you can do, that's enough. And so start where you are. And I love that it's a practice. Um, definitely have had people release some of more of the emotional side of it, but having those physical realignments that are helping them to release the pain that's stored in their body and things like that. And we live in a society where, you know, we want instantaneous and things like that. And people are getting that, you know, I had um, a client that had a very defined channel along her thigh with a varicose veins. And after one session immediately saw a noticeable difference in that channel, releasing the grip there. So it's important, I think, for people sometimes to have that because they need that um, understanding. I, I'm of the belief that science catches up to me. <laughs> so I don't necessarily need all of the um, case studies and things like that to confirm what I already know within. Um, but other people like that. And so I think it's important that we can document those things for others, for sure. Uh, yeah, thank you. Absolutely. And that's really what the beauty of our uh, block therapy community is all about because I have over the years many times attempted to get research because people want that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, along the way, it's like, well, what, what is science? I mean, what, what is science here for? And, and science is here to help us grow and evolve, become better versions of ourselves, make the planet a healthier place to live. And often, we miss the boat on when that's actually happening because we're looking for these other kinds of documented research when 
if we actually listen to and pay attention to what people are experiencing, how is that not science? If we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people all over the world getting the results from this work, how is that not research? Because ultimately that's what research should be. You know, apply, apply something, see what the result is and share. So um, that's, that's just such a great benefit of the community, which I'm so pleased. It, it really is probably my favorite place to be because I feel supported. And it's, it's I mean, this, this is not, not about Deanna. It's not about Deanna and Quinn. This is about everybody. Anybody that embraces this tool it's for them and it's for them to share their wisdom with what helps. I have my own personal experiences. And of course, over 20 years of doing fashion decompression, I have changed dramatically in all aspects of my life. But my experiences are only that. I haven't worked with lots of other things or had conditions that other people have. So when somebody um, perhaps has fibromyalgia or a bunion that they got rid of or um, wh whatever the scenarios are, that is what needs to be shared and continue to share so that other people with those specific issues can hear those stories and feel safe enough to give it a try. And then typically, once people get on a block, they don't go, they don't go away from it because mm. it, it's so immediate, that, that connection to your breath. And the block is just a tool. It's a tool to connect us to the divine within. And that's what it does is it melts through those layers that are keeping the cells away from what we're consciously aware of so that we can start communicating with those cells. And the more cells that we have working on our behalf, the more integrated we, we are, the more creative and the more astounding our lives are because we feel amazing. We, we sleep properly. We have energy to get up and face the day with joy as opposed to fear. And I think one of the most important things, especially in this time, is giving yourself that time to turn off what's happening outside there because it's constant. The, the pounding of the fear that is out there, it's constant. And I mean, it, how can it not affect you if you don't give yourself that time and space to disconnect from that information and to start connecting to the information that God gave you within to, to share. So, um, so thank you for that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I agree completely that, you know, all that inner strength, all that power comes from within. We have that source energy within us that we can, most of us are just not even scratching the surface of connecting with that and the potential that's there. And that's why, you know, the philosophy of block therapy is become your own healthcare advocate. And yes, you know, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, so here I am over 15 years later, I haven't needed medical um, treatment, knock on wood. It's been, you know, my beliefs are lining up and I even healed myself from three massive dog bites um, that uh, occurred at one time using more holistic. Um, and I knew the dog didn't have rabies, so I was good, but um, protocol in order to do that. And, you know, it just comes down to good common sense. You know, what does your body need? What I love about block therapy is everyone on the block, it's like, I'm not telling them what they need. Their body is telling them what they need. Their body, their breath is guiding them. And that's what's so beautiful about it. Because, you know, when we look on the ex exterior and the world around us, that's when we get caught up in the chaos. And we tune within, that's when we're our power, that's where that power resides. And so the same thing, if we're looking out to somebody else, if I were ever, you know, I just saw a change to Super D, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I was looking at Super D as my source of well-being, I'm putting us both up for failure. 
because you can't be that for me. And, you know, I can't have you be that for me. And so that's what I love about this work is empowering others to tap into their own personal power, to find that strength, let their body show them what they need. And it won't go wrong. They will not go wrong with that. Um, it's, it's so exciting to see people have that aha moment when they have that connection. And yeah, once they're on the block, they don't go back, you know, because mm -hmm. <laughs> it becomes very addictive. It's fun. You know, my eldest daughter calls me a dominatrix. Um, and I'm not, I don't, I don't like seeing people in pain, but I do lead them to their pain because that's where they need to be. <laughs> you know, I'm not here to see people suffer. I'm here to see them have freedom from that suffering. And sometimes we have to go through the chaos that the pain and unravel that to get to that side. But I, I find it very addictive and you know, it's a good addiction. I love, I love having good addictions. We all have addictions in our life and this one's a good one. So. And, and therein lies the difference on that pain topic. Block therapy isn't causing you pain. It's making you aware of the pain that you already have. That's deeper than what you're consciously aware. So that's, that's a big differentiator because of course, who wants to add pain into their lives or into their body that that doesn't make sense. And I think sometimes there's a bit of a disconnect in that understanding. Like we're, we're pain seekers. Well, no, that doesn't mean that we are, you know, <laughs> what, what's the proper term for that? When we say <laughs> uh, masochists or whatever. Yeah. doesn't mean we're masochists. It, it means we have this pain and we want to give it a voice and a presence because it's a, it's speaking to us. Those cells are communicating to us with that message of pain because they're doing their job, but we're not doing our job giving those cells what they need to allow us to thrive and to function. So pain is the message like, hey, Deanna, like, you know, you're, you're compressing and you're expecting me to digest this big meal, yet you're squishing me and I can't do my job. So now I have indigestion. <laughs> so when we can pull ourselves away from, you know, being attached to the disorders that we feel we have, for me, anxiety, right? I mean, I had, this whole process began for me through an anxiety attack. Um, and I've learned now to say that I don't have anxiety, I have anxious cells. If I'm feeling anxious, it's because my cells aren't receiving what they need to do their job. And they're giving me information that, okay, you're asking for a lot, but you're not giving back. So, um, and that comes through how we think about them. Like, am I, am I hating the way I look today or am I loving my body today? You no, know, very, very different messages. And, and I love how you explained that your cells are always listening. So no matter what messages we're putting through, they're responding just, just like puppies do, right? You know, they're, they're going to, they're going to obey what we say. So if we hate something, they're going to respond from that message as opposed to, I love something. And you know, the frequency, it was, uh, the science of compassion, uh, Greg Braden's book that I first saw this and it was just so impactful that the wave, the, the wave of love and then the wave of fear and the wave of love equals the frequency of our DNA. So every time we pass a loving thought or experience love in our life, we're passing that high frequency wave and we're tapping onto all of the codons in the DNA. As soon as we start using fear messages, we're not tapping onto those codons and if it becomes a conscious thing, they start to shut down. And then we start to shut down and we compress and we compress and we hold and store all those fear, emotions, memories, whatever it is that gets us to contract the way that we do in response to pain, fear, and stress. Um, that, that's what really the issue is. So with that block, we're able to open things up, free those old belief systems, as well as the toxins that also ultimately weigh us down to create a clean fluid system. And as long as your cells are properly fed and clean, Ultimately, why should they go through any process of aging? Because 
compression from gravity over time ultimately causes aging. So if we can decompress, put the space back into the body that we've lost over time, pull out all those past everything, um, what, what's stopping us from aging well beyond what we today know as normal and doing so in the most healthful way until we die, mm -hmm. as you mentioned. <laughs> yes. And that's a good plan. I, th I hope everyone wants to adopt that plan because again, the decline, that's optional. It really is. Um, you know, yes, we go through natural change with gravity and different things. There's going to be wrinkles and that come along, but the physical decline is not, that's optional. It really is. Um, there is a different way of being. And I'm excited about that because I think, you know, everyone has this potential. I'm not unique in this. Nobody, you know, everyone has this potential. And I, I'm thrilled that we can look at that. And so being able to have, you know, 15 years, no health insurance, I estimate it, you know, if I was going from what it cost back when I left it, that's $150,000 plus that I've saved not investing in that. But what I find with people is when they say, well, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'll make green drinks. So, you know, I do it. That's a lot. You know, I have an infrared sauna. I've had an infrared sauna for years. I you know, could talk about detoxing. And then, oh my gosh, the combination of the block inside the infrared sauna. That's, that's really amazing. Um, so I tell people what I do and they're just like, oh, that's just a lot. And I'm like, you, you think investing 30 minutes, an hour a day is a lot in your well-being? How much are you investing in that medication that you're taking every day? And what is the tax that your body is paying to have those chemicals in that body? You know, so everyone has their own unique path. And I realize that. And I have family members that think I'm insane. And that's okay. <laughs> they have their path, their journey. I know what works for me. And I know that I'm, you know, ultimately healthier because of it. Um, but you can't force anyone. You can always lead the horse to water. You can't make them drink. And doing the healing realm for as many years as I have now, that's one thing. Some people get connected with that disease, that, that identity, and it's hard for them to imagine not having that in their life. And they have their own reasons why they're holding on to it. So as an instructor, as somebody working with people, we can't inflict a healing no matter how hard we try on someone. You know, <laughs> We can just give them the tools, give them the information, and it's up to them to do the work then. Um, and so becoming detached, that was one of the biggest things for me to learn in this journey. Um, because I, of course I would, my default is to try to save everybody and I'm not here to save anybody. I'm here to lead by example and to show a new way of being a new alternative in different ways. And there's not just one, you know, there's so many paths. It's amazing. But this is definitely one that I'm thrilled that I was able to bring in because of the change that it's made, not just for me personally, but for those that I'm now sharing it with. Well, and you certainly share it so eloquently and uh, you, you are going to be and already are extremely impactful in what you're doing. Um, you have some pretty incredible events coming up. Can you talk about those a little bit? Well, and that's the funny thing is like, yeah, when you were first introduced to me to book your speaking engagements, I'm like, oh, I, because I knew then it was, you know, to reach, you wanted more teachers, you need more instructors, you know, you're one person, you need this grassroots movement to really move through the planet. And I thought, oh, I didn't have the right platform. And now funny um, that now the advocacy work I'm doing, we have conventions, a lot of conventions and um, to help people, you know, law enforcement, there's both the 
public side, the public sector and the private sector and this type of work and getting those systems to work together isn't always easy. And so I do have the Colorado Advocacy in Action Conference, um, which was supposed to be in Vell, Colorado in June. Actually, one month from today, June 12th, is when I'll be presenting. They went to a virtual, and so they had to cut some of the presentations, but this one was selected. And the topic is um, release trauma through decompression the missing link to self-care. What my vision is for this is to create a ripple effect where I'm arming <laughs> these advocates with an arsenal, their diaphragmatic breath, and some decompression exercises that they can do for themselves and others. And then they're going to share that, hopefully, with their clients, which is then going to reverberate from them. And so I basically see this ripple effect on the planet of everyone connecting to their conscious diaphragmatic breath and doing it right um, because that's what allows us to be that center that eye of the storm when the chaotic world around us is still swirling we can be grounded and centered and so not only that then i got the national um, training institute for the national center for victims assistance um, in atlanta which is now has been moved to november in hopes that it will still be in person and if it's not, I'll be doing a virtual presentation for them as well. And then I'm also going to be applying for another one um, here soon that should be held in October. But, you know, it's interesting to have these speaking engagements now. I love that. that with, and I love this about you too, Deanna. As, as the founder of this work, and I think it's important for you to recognize this because I have worked with change makers in this world. I've been in this transformational healing realm for since that rollover in 2004. So what makes you unique is that you're not ego-driven with this work. You come from a very genuine heart-centered place of really wanting to make an impactful difference and educate others and allow them to harness their own inner power to become their own healthcare advocate. A lot of people that found, find something and have a technique or a program while they are helping others, there tends to be a very strong ego influence on it. You have to do it my way. It has to be, you know, very limited and restricted. You can't bring in your own personality to it. And that's what I love about you. That's what you want your instructors to do. Bring in their own energy. Bring in their own uniqueness and, and kind of specialize in a way this work that works for them. And so this is how it unfolded for me. Is like right now my passion is to help survivors. And first of all, eliminate that label of victim. I'm a client advocate, not a victim advocate, you know, and help enable them to become that, um, their own champion and rely on themselves. And thank you for doing that because that's huge. And that's not, it's uncommon, just so you know, it's not, and because of that, that's why I hid on my mountaintop for a couple of years because I was like, I want to get out and I want to help people. But I'm I going to turn into that? Am I going to become greedy and really wanting to exert power and control? And no, I'm not because that's not in my DNA <laughs> to do that. And you have shown me as well that there are other people out there who are doing it from a very genuine heart-centered area. And that that's important, I think, and should be acknowledged. Um, but what I love about block therapy, not just the speaking engagements that are coming up, but I've adopted this into my lifestyle. You know, in 2017, I had 39 flights. My block was with me. My block gets packed first if, and there's room for whatever else fits. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm using it on the planes. I'm using it on road trips. 
but here recently, since one of the great things that have come from um, being isolated with my um, husband, he's also my tattoo artist. And so I've finally been able to get my left sleeve worked on. That's been 10 years in the process. But I have actually brought the block into the tattooing experience. So because if I'm focusing on the pain on the block, I'm not feeling the pain on my arm. And breathing diaphragmatically and using the block has transformed that way. Because, you know, no, I don't know anyone who loves getting tattooed. I know people who love tattoos, but the actual act of getting it is painful. And that prevents enough people from doing it to begin with. But for me, you know, I've just now had a new way of doing this. So my husband knows that I have to set my blocks up first and get comfortable before he can start the, the machine <laughs> you know, and start tattooing. And it helps him then too, because I'm staying in place. I'm not moving around. I'm not wrenching in pain. I can go longer than two hours and things like that. So it's been a transformational experience there too. Thank you so much for, for sharing to it. Yeah, that, that was, th I, I really appreciate you, you saying that. And um, I, I really do feel that, I mean, for me, this isn't about ego. In fact, I, well, it, it's funny because there's, I think a bit of a double-edged sword to that. I think in my twenties, one of the things that I projected for my future because I was such a mess was that if I can create something that is you know, so helpful for everybody, maybe everybody will love me. I mean, I, you know, like, it's, it's funny how you can go back and you can look at the insecurities and, and what has led you to a certain point. So, um, I mean, it's funny, too, because I remember taking the Iyengar teacher training. And at that time, I was so immediate to blush. And I still do. I mean, it's, it's funny, if somebody catches me off guard, boom, I'm red. But it used to drive me crazy to the point where I would hold my breath, and I would try to hide, and then I would get redder and redder and redder. So we were having this um, chat with the instructors, with this senior teacher. And she said, so what are some of the um, things that are limiting you from feeling really good about standing in front of people and, sh and talking? So I raised my hand because that was part of this journey for me, forcing myself to get out of my comfort zone and, and deal with my insecurities. And I raised my head and I said, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm so insecure that like, you know, the moment I start to speak, I blush. And she's like, well, that's because you have such a big ego. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I thought it was the opposite, but I mean, she really kind of put it to me and it was like, she's like, you care so much about what other people think about you that, you know, this is the response. And it was like this aha moment that, wow, okay, I really do. And I need to work through that. And that has, you know, th this whole, this whole journey has been really good for me in that regard, because, you know, growing this from what it was to where it is today and where it's going forward. I, I really need to let that fear go and allow spirit to come through and, and to not be so concerned about the opinions of others. And what is the biggest blessing for me as a community, because that has given me that ability to let go of my own ego and allow myself to sit back in the process and allow others to share that. So uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Now, Quinn, <laughs> You got something exciting that's, you know, coming up in the, in the next little bit. Are you going to be taking your block to Spain with you? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I know what I'm doing next time I'm getting tattooed. <laughs> I mentioned this on, on last, week last week's discussion as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm planning on getting a, a decent sized back piece done actually um, based around the block therapy logo. So because it's going to be on my black, on my black, on my back, I'm going to be blocking my psoas because I know that's one of the more intense areas for me to work. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be putting that to the test and I know that will help 
um, dramatically. So it will definitely make a big difference. And just staying connected, even if you don't have the block, just staying connected to your diaphragmatic breath throughout mm -hmm. the process that makes a big difference. Totally, so, totally. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can get to the point where I have blocks in our studio and new client comes in, I'm gonna be like, lay on this wood piece of block. <laughs> you know, I'd have to be here and really train people. And, but I think if you have the practice, it's definitely something you can add. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I definitely will, definitely will. So I'm just gonna read off a few comments. We have a lot of comments here and they're just fantastic. So. Um, a few or somebody said science catches up to me. Actually, that's what you said, Sabrina, I believe. I love that. And if we just listen to her body, all the answers are there. My block is my guru. And then science simply means knowledge. We are studying moment to moment within the infinite space of the body, meeting and releasing whatever is in the way of our freedom, happiness and creative joy. And um, again, like that is that's so true. There, there literally is infinite space within the body as soon as you understand that you'll realize that you just keep on discovering more and more and deanna has been in this process for 20 years or so and she just keeps on discovering more and more because it's it's infinite it really is um and a few more great comments here i am completely new four days on the block and feel hope and connection uh, regarding pains I've had in my body for many years. Thanks for the live talks and the inspiration. Um, another comment, so much relevant and needed wisdom, Sabrina. Thank you for your dedication and willingness to share. And thanks for acknowledging Deanna's extraordinary pioneering spirit in the incredible self-care journey. And that is so true. Um, Deanna is the absolute ultimate leader with block therapy and just bringing this to the world. And again, like just this conversation has been so inspiring to a deeper level for so many people, like, like even for myself, because I'm, I'm still, I'm still only 25. I have, I have a lot to learn. <laughs> and um, just to wrap up a, a few uh, comments that you were saying in the past. And I think this is so important that anybody that is experiencing either like a breakthrough or an incredible, um, experience or realization or healing that they never really heard from from block therapy or or even just a holistic way of healing share that with people because as, as soon as you hear that somebody went to A to B with block or again there's not really an endpoint um, but have created change share that because that's gonna give some people hope or who knows who you can save in the moment as well. That's going to give people hope to know if she did it, I can do it. I know that I can do it. And that's similar to, to the four minute mile. Like so many people thought it was impossible to run a mile in, in four minutes or less. As soon as somebody did it a week later, two weeks later, boom, more people, more people kept on breaking it. So there's so much of the belief component that comes into it. Um, and again, that's why it is, a body soul spirit practice because we're connecting to so many different layers and to a higher intelligence at times and and that's what's really feeding and fueling ourselves and the more you do block therapy the more you're going to become aware of your body the more you're going to understand what your issues are and i know that's been a big topic of this conversation and don't ever be intimidated to do that because the more you can dive in and jump in, that's where the magic happens. And 
everybody's journey, everybody's experience is going to be completely unique. There definitely will be similarities, but with what, with everything that you've shared and the experience that you've had with people, Sabrina has just been absolutely incredible. And like, I am rooting for you because this is, this is so incredible. And yeah, if, again, if, if block therapy has been something just on your mind to, to try and you're just not really sure again, that decision is up to you. You don't ever have to try it, but if you do, I promise you, uh, you, it won't let you down. And it's ultimately, you won't let yourself down because the guidance to do it safely is here, but you get to take it to the depth and to the areas of exploration that you want. So, um, again, I have all of Sabrina's links in the chat, um, with this live call right now in the recorded one, it will be below the YouTube video. And, um, yeah, so Deanna, I'm going to let you, uh, uh, carry on this next piece. Yeah. Well, thank you, Quinn. That was an amazing wrap up of, you know, all of the things that we've discussed. Um, so Sabrina, uh, before we let you go, do you have any last bits of inspiration or anything else you'd like to share with everyone that's been listening with us? Uh, well, yeah, one of the things, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's not just, you don't just block when you're on the block and on a mat, but one of the things that um, I've noticed here recently, I'm on my 10th season riding my motorcycle on my own, and I am much more confident on my bike now, and not just that because of the core strength that I have, but also for the first time, I'm actually able to have the full range of motion to see what's over my shoulder, where before when I first started, it was like this in the helmet, I was relying on my side mirrors, and it wasn't safe. Now I can actually rotate my neck all the way over and see behind me, which is not all the way, you know, not, not an owl completely <laughs> doing the 270, but that and also paddle boarding. You know, I have much more um, core strength now. I'm more secure on the board and confident. And so it just helps in every area. And as a grandmother, it's important for me to make sure that I can lift my grandchild up and take her to the park, swing her around and do all those things and future grandchildren as well. So it is definitely a lifestyle and something that um, can complement no matter what you're doing, no matter what your hobbies are, no matter what your goals are in life. Uh, well, thank you so much. So that's everything again. Thank you guys again so much. Um, and yeah, again, I'm rooting for you, Sabrina. I'm rooting for you. I, I can't wait to keep watching your, your journey and hopefully seeing you in person at our next teacher training. So that is everything. Have a fantastic day. Bye, everyone.